Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, and welcome to Everything is Fine, a podcast for women over 40. We are your hosts. I'm Kim France. And I'm Jen Romolini. And it's a hot summer day in both Los Angeles and New York. Um, I'm especially hot because I had to turn off the fans so that I could record this. So I will get shinier as, as time marches on. How are you doing? Just hot all the time. Just like ne- <laughs> neck sweating. Just like neck. Just a constant <laughs> flow of sweat. I have been wondering, and I probably shouldn't be wondering this aloud, but I'm wondering if we should be still a podcast for women over 40, or if it is more appropriate for us to be a podcast for people over 40, given the world we are living in now, or if we're just a podcast about life after 40. We don't have to talk Hmm. about this on air, but this is something I've been thinking about as when you said it, I've been like, should we change that? Is that, are we being not inclusive? I don't know. Maybe something to think about listeners. Can't we be a podcast for women who I, people who identify as women over 40, but then we leave out, but then we leave out um, non-binary people. Mm. True. Gender fluid. I think it's a podcast about life after 40 is what I think. I mean, and we're two women. So by, by nature, it's our experience of life after 40. Sure. Why not? I don't know. We could think about it. We could think about it. Speaking of necks, which I was before. Um, and which you frequently are. <laughs> which I, I never, I never, never stop. Can't stop. Won't stop. I went in to get a big hunk of my back taken out um, because of, you know, sun, sun issues. It was not, it was not uh, skin cancer. Thank God. It was just um, abnormal cells. But while I was there, because anytime I go to a dermatologist, I'm always just curious. I'm like, Hey, so what's up? What's the new, <laughs> what's the latest? What could you do for me besides performing medical procedures? And she was like, oh, yeah, you want to get rid of that? Oh, okay. You would, what, is it, what is it exactly? Is it, is it the bands across it? Is it the crepiness? Is it the sagging? 
or something you hadn't yet noticed. Exactly. She's just like up in my face, like just kind of peering and pulling at my neck. And um, anyway, there are lots of options that are not surgical for necks, including something called Sculptra, which is a, have you heard of Sculptra? No. It is a new kind of filler that is actually, um, makes your body produce collagen. It's like a natural, natural collagen stimulator. So people use it in their faces. So what it does is it fills up like any other filler does, like it fills up the space a little bit. So it gives it a little more of a smooth appearance, but it's also stimulating collagen, which is also going to give you a smoother appearance long-term. And it lasts like two years. And it's like, I think, I think she quoted $950, which is not cheap in any way, but not as bad as like, I've had people be like, oh, that's a $4,000 Ulthera job, you know? Mm -hmm. So anyway, that and um, microblading, she said, are the two things that would really help a neck or my neck. Micro, microblading? I, I mean, not, my, was... not microblading. Sorry, that's eyebrows. Um, What is it? What's the other one? Microneedling. 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 See, I have the same lines you have. I wonder if I should be as concerned as you are. No, I you guess don't. I should. No, because you don't. Because you I don't. Do, though. You have a beautiful neck and, and freakishly beautiful skin. <laughs> My skin is just like, please wrinkle. Please. <laughs> just like <laughs> smushing raisiny at every spot that it possibly can. I, I'm starting to get like cheek wrinkles. It's fine. We don't talk about vanity, but I just wanted listeners to know because we get a lot of questions about necks and you don't have to go under the knife. And by the way, all this stuff is, I'm on the fence about all of it. Like whenever I get Botox, I'm like, okay, well, this is how I go blind. Like I, <laughs> I, I deserve to now go blind because of this. So I have a very complicated. Has anybody ever gone blind because of Botox? You totally can go blind because of Botox if they go too close to your crow's feet and they fucked up. Yikes. Yeah. I mean, not to mention just a drooping eyelid, which you'd have a, a shame face for three months. Right. Which does. Yeah. Happen. It's time for me to go get some more injections. It's been, it's been a few years. Yeah. I mean, if you want to, you should. I got I got my normal in between the eyebrows and a little on the crow's feet. Yeah. I just want to go to somebody and say, what would you do? Like, make me yes. prettier. Well, you can. And those people, there are people. So there's two. I feel like there's two different kinds of people doing injections. There's the kind that do like facial optimization where you go in and it's a very, they'll like just do whatever they think. And mm -hmm. that's you never come out of there for less than like $5,000. Like that is mm -hmm. just, they they're, that's just the deal because they're artists. And then you go to the person who's like got like a little clinic and like might be fine, might give you a droopy <laughs> eyelid. And in those, those situations, you really have to be like, I would like you to fill in this hollow, this hollow, but not this and only a little bit. You really have to have all your homework done. And, but it costs you about half. Right. Right. Oh, so, yeah. Well, it's on my mind. I have to say, I think some injections could be just the thing. I mean, I also like, I have a friend who's been talking about getting a facelift and I don't think I need a facelift yet, but maybe an eye job, maybe something. I don't know. You don't need anything. I, you have a freakishly young looking face. I keep telling you this. I it's, it's, it's freaky to me. No, but there's a, there's a plastic surgeon in, um, in New York Dr. Lara 
Devgan, I think is her name, that she has like, I don't know, she has something like 820,000 Instagram followers. She's the person all the celebrities go to. She does Mm -hmm. very, very minimal, minimal work with big impact. And Mm -hmm. anyway, everybody, I think she has a waiting list, but she's, if people are looking to get, get, shoot the works, she's the (laughs) one I think, um, because she does that facial optimization and she'll either do it surgically or with injections, which obviously is not permanent. But um, anyway, that's, that's the plastic surgery segment of this. (laughs) (laughs) Now I have a question for you. Yes. Because I've been thinking it's hard not to think given current events about leaving this country. Yes. Think about it every single day. Yes. Where would you go? I will tell you exactly where I would go because I've done quite a bit of research on this. Um, I would go to Amsterdam because it's a legal weed country. I mean, I would go to Netherlands because it's a legal weed country. Number one. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's not my number one, but maybe close. (laughs) I don't know. Because there are two countries, as I understand it, that have deals with the United States that it's fairly easy to get a work visa if you're un- if you're self-employed, and the Netherlands is one of them. And my understanding is Japan is the other. Hmm. Um, it's not too hot, you know. It's kind of it's it's kind of mid Atlantic or like above, so it's not too hot. So you're it's not going to be you know it is sort of falling into the ocean or the water or something. It's sinking somehow, not the ocean, but it's sinking. Um, but I would go, I would start there and try to get some, get an EU residency permit, and then you could kind of move around other places. I've thought about Portugal is really easy. It makes it really easy for Americans right now, but I don't speak the language. The thing is about the Netherlands, 90% of the people speak English. So you don't have to learn the language. How many in Portugal? Because I've been to Portugal and it felt like people spoke English. I have no idea. I have no idea, but Portugal is fairly easy too. Portugal's yeah. fairly easy for, as a U.S. citizen. Um, those are those are my those are my top one and, and two. I've thought about uh, Copenhagen, and Iceland would be too weird. Um, and I've thought about Ireland because I I did some work there. But those are mine. What are yours? Portugal. Portugal. I think Portugal because it's affordable, mm-hmm. and it. Um, the food is like decent. Right. And it has, I think that a lot of cities have decent sized American communities. Right. Right. So I think Portugal would be one of those places. Maybe Mexico. Maybe. Interesting. Interesting. But but hot. But hot in Mexico. Hot. hot. Mexico City. I've never been to Mexico City. It was supposed to be incredible. I've, I've wanted to go. I've been as a child. Okay. Um, and it was pretty incredible. We used to go to, you know, because I grew up in Texas, we would go to Mexico for vacation all the time. Oh, right, right, right. That makes sense. Um, also Montreal. Yep. Montreal's lovely. Yeah. Seems like a nice place, but I don't think it's as easy. Hmm. Uh, Yeah. No, I I don't think ease. I don't think Canada is going to make it very easy for the steady influx of people who want to come. But yeah, I've been thinking about it a lot and I've been thinking, do I want to do this before the 2024 election? Where's that headed? Mm-hmm. Where, what the hell is going to happen there? You know, yeah. this, this really seems like the Supreme Court is on a mission. 
the mission does not feel aligned with my values and the values of the majority of the people in the country that it represents. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I was thinking about the abortions I had today because I I got um, an email from somebody who has a newsletter who wanted women to write about their abortions. Mm -hmm. And I was just thinking like, I just thought an abortion was mine to get the way a diet Coke was mine to get at the seven 11. And obviously it was a, a, a emotionally, it wasn't as easy as buying a diet Coke, but right. I just thought it was my privilege yeah. and my right. Well, you can, and it was, yeah, totally. I, it, I, I can't fathom not having that, that feeling of just like, well, you could always get an abortion. Like if, if, and if the, if it's the worst thing, you can always get an abortion. If you know, if you, if you happen to be, because I don't know about you, but I think I probably, in my twenties in particular, took about 4,000 pregnancy tests conservatively, <laughs> just like, Oh fuck, am I pregnant? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, me too. It, it, it's, I had a really, dis- I had a conversation with two kids over the weekend. Um, and I was like, are you guys going to be like marching in the streets, you know? Yeah. And they were both gay, a boy and a girl. And they were like, well, it's not really our issue. And like, I adore these kids, but I was just, my, 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 my jaw hit the floor. I was shocked a few weeks ago to see the front page of the New York Times with these, you know, sort of, you know, sexily hip dressed young women you know, short shorts, tank tops, like a big belt with rivets in it. And with a sign up that said proudly post row generation. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh bitch, you don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't know what this actually means. You haven't thought this shit out. You're so proud putting that sign up. Like you don't know what this means. Even if it's just what it is now, you don't know what it means when it, I believe inevitably gets worse than this. I think this yeah. is just the beginning. Oh. I, I do. Oh. I don't I do. disagree. I don't disagree. It's it, it, it really, you know, and it's like, do you leave a, your country when your country, you know, screws you? Or do you stick around and try to make it better? Like, I, I, I it's something I've really been thinking about. Like, Bailing feels wrong, but staying feels, you know, staying in the country this is becoming feels increasingly wrong. I, I think it's bad now. I am very nervous about where it goes from here. And I don't, you know, I don't want to be paranoid, but you know, you don't have to be. If you have, if you have particularly If you are a marginalized person, if there's someone in your family who's a marginalized person, the way we are going with women's rights, gay rights, trans rights, I suspect this will keep going into perhaps interracial relationships. Mm -hmm. So now, you know, if you are a fringe person in any way, like I have, I have a, I have a friend I have a friend who has um, adopted black children and where my friends can travel and not is limited Mm -hmm. because they are aware that 
they might face an uncomfortable situation that they don't want to put their kids in, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you are, this country is becoming more and more conservative. There are places where I would feel nervous to go. And also, particularly if I was now a person who was pregnant or could be pregnant, if something went wrong with your pregnancy in some of these states, if you, you know, you had an atop. You're gone. You're fucking done. Yeah. What are you going to do? So, I mean, I'm not, if I was pregnant, I wouldn't travel to, you know, Mississippi or wherever it's the worst. You know, these are the things now we have to think about. I cannot believe we have to think about these things in this country. So, I mean, that, you know, no, who wants to abandon their country? You know, I had a, I had a really snobby editor once make a comment about me behind my back saying to my British boyfriend at the time, she's so American. Like, like I was just like, like I was just trash and like, sure. I don't, I don't, you know, I've had a good run in the, in the U S of a, I don't want to leave this Hmm. place, but fuck it, man. I don't want to put anybody in my family in harm's way. I don't, you know, these are, these are big issues that these people are just flippantly undertaking. Yeah, I agree with you. So, um, you know what I've been thinking about a lot lately? What? Regret. Oh, interesting. Like, I just keep, I know, it's like bummer topic to bummer topic. It's all right. But I keep, I just, I, I, I just, do you ever just go through periods when, like, more than usual, like, dumb shit you said and did just pops into your head? Yes. Like for some reason lately, I'm just all the dumb shits coming back and all the mean shit and all the wrong shit. Like, and I'm feeling all this regret, which is. <sighs> yeah, no, I hear you. I mean, look, this may not be the case. And we've talked a lot about amends and there's actions you can take. But I do think that sometimes we also. And this may be the case, it may not, and I don't want to overstep, but sometimes we're just looking for ways to feel bad about ourselves and mm-hmm. we'll find it, we'll find it any, we'll find it somewhere, right? Yeah. yeah. Because you're not the same person as you were when you did those things. Mm-hmm. You're, you, you've mellowed out quite a bit. There were a lot of reasons that you behaved the way you did. And before amends even, I think it's important to practice self-compassion. I've been trying this a lot like, okay, well, I didn't show up the best I could, but I didn't because of these reasons. I was hurting, which is why I was hurting other people, right? right. I mean, not to be all like that, no, but it's right. You're right. There's also, there's this quote, which I which I took down, that's from um, Magnolia, because I'm thinking about like, how can you do something like how can you move regret how can you like shift it so this 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 is from when jason robard's character is on his deathbed and philip seymour hoffman is listening to him give this monologue philip seymour hoffman plays his nurse and he's talking about how he treated his first wife and he was terrible to her and cheated on her and she died alone and he said don't ever let anyone say to you you shouldn't regret anything don't do that don't you regret what you fucking want and use that, use that regret for anything, any way you want. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, you know, I think that 
I feel so powerless over what I've done in my life, the things I've done. And I feel like I just have to kind of shut the, shut the door on them in a way. Like, how can I, I can't do anything about it. I did what I did. Right. Mm -hmm. I alienated the people I alienated. I, I feel my bigger fear and concern is hedging against regret in real time. Like, Mm -hmm. Okay, why 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 am I self-isolating right now? Why don't I have why am I not seeing more people and planning more things in in my present life? Am I going to regret not being a part of a community? Probably. Like mm-hmm. I'm probably going to regret that. So how can I adjust in real time the things I kind of know? How can I predict regret basically? How can I mm-hmm. like see into the future? And I don't know how to do that. I mean, I was thinking this morning, I was like, the fuck have I done with my life? Why am I not a social worker? Like, what the fuck <laughs> am I doing? Like, seriously, what am I giving back at the end of my life? What is, what am I doing right now that I, that's going to feel satisfying at the end of my life? And what am I giving attention to that's not? Your child? Well, I'm giving, I'm giving attention to my child and I'm never going to regret that, but what am I giving attention to that I'm going to regret is the, is I guess what I'm saying. And like you right. know, the endless right. bitching, the caring about, you know, the caring about the way the house looks or my shame about being disorganized or, you know, the, the shame, the, the, uh, the ever present shame. I feel yeah. like I'm going to really fucking regret because of the things that got in the way of, and also the time on my fucking phone. I think I'm going to regret yeah. Those are, those are the things I've identified, you know, as we're in this conversation, but I mean, I don't know. What do you do with regret? How do you, I, the only thing you can, you can only make it useful like that quote. I mean, cause you can't do anything. You can't do anything with it. And you have to, I mean, there has to be some peace. Like, you know, I've been thinking about a woman who I fell out with many years ago and she wasn't nice, but it was my fault. Right. And you know, I don't have her email. I found her on LinkedIn and I thought about like just writing her an email and saying, you know, I have a lot of regret about how I handled that situation. Just because it makes me crazy to think that there's a person out there who thinks I'm that awful, who thinks I'm currently that awful, if she thinks about me at all. Right. And letting go of that and just being like, okay, that person may just think you're awful. And it's just, it's just really fucking hard. Yeah. Yeah. But that gets into, and yes, it is really fucking hard, but it gets into a thing that you just can't control other people, right? You just can't. And no, you can't, I mean, you could, you could, you could have shown up as your best self in that situation. It could have not been your fault. And that person still think will think you're an asshole. There are people who think that I am the worst person. Like I am aware Hmm. that there are there. I mean, and there's a particular friend group that Alex and I had collectively in New York where we fell out with them because of me, because the women in the, in the couples of the friend group didn't like me just didn't, Mm -hmm. I was not, I was not right for them. I mean, and they had, they had good examples of why I was bad. You know, I was big lush. Sure. I'm loud. I'm confrontational. I'm abrasive. You know, all of these things fair, or at least I was much more than fair, fair, fair. Mm-hmm. I can't change their minds about me. You know, I, yeah. I, 
I even tried to apologize, but it wasn't, and it wasn't a situation that could be a that could be apologized away. Like no, because it was taste. They had decided they had made a decision about you. And you're not going to be, none of us are going to be to everyone's taste. I mean, think about when I came on to this podcast after Tally, like people were just like, what the fuck? What the fuck is that? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the reviews were not, they were not all great. You know, it was like, but, but I'm just a very different person and I can't, and you're, you know, you're and I am gonna, too. You are too. And you're just not going to be to everybody's taste. And that, that, you know that. And I think this is a sniffing mission for some reason. I don't know why you want to sniff and feel bad, <laughs> but I think you're trying to sniff out some shit here. And I don't know why you're sniffing around. Because life is going reasonably well. That's right. I was going to say that, but I didn't want to be the one to say it. I thought that. <laughs> yeah. Everything's generally pretty much okay. You're in a good relationship. You have good friends in your life. You, you know, your work is stable. And I think maybe also possibly, possibly, because this is what I do when I'm bored, I start eating my own brain. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I have things that drive me crazy. Like, you know, when you have a thing that drives you crazy or an issue you had with a person and you just kind of like to take it and like pick at it like it's a scab. Oh, a hundred percent. Like, I think I'm, I think I'm ill. Like, I think, mm-hmm. you know, and also I think I'm ill. My, the amount of social media, like when I really want to feel bad. I mean, I say this as a person who sees you completely because I do a lot of the same things. When I want to feel bad about myself, I go to Goodreads to read all of the bad reviews about my book. Oh my God. Yeah. You, I'm not, I'm not finished. I, I seek out all of my enemies on social media to see how they're performing better than I am. Um, and I just, I sort of just spend a lot of toxic time on digital in in the digital realm, finding ways to, to confirm how I'm feeling about myself, to validate my bad feelings about myself that day. Right. Well, that's no good. No, it's no good, but at least I'm aware of it. Yeah. Sometimes you just want to self-flagellate. I mean, I remember a friend of mine said to me when I was just like, making a, a minor situation giant last year. She was like, you know, listen, if self-flagellation is your thing, just own it. That's your kink. Just let it go. <laughs> like if you just like whipping yourself, great. All right. Just at least accept that. And then you can move on. Right. So something to think about. I don't know. Let's take a quick break from some ads. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. 
Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Support for Everything is Fine comes from Ritual. So I love Ritual. Everyone knows I love Ritual. I talk about Ritual all the time. I particularly love its daily, their daily multivitamin, and I also really have been enjoying their melatonin. But the thing I love most about Ritual is their Hyacera. It's a once daily skin supplement that's clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. In a clinical study, Hyacera led to 3.6 times reduction in crow's feet wrinkles within 90 days as compared to a placebo. Hyacera led to 2.9 times increase in skin smoothness within 90 days as compared to a placebo. You can enhance your skincare routine from the inside out with one daily capsule essenced with soothing vanilla. I love Hyacera. It's been rigorously tested and validated. It's one of the industry leading sustainability. It, it meets, sorry, all of the industry leading sustainability standards. You know, I'm a beauty editor now. I am all about keeping my face plump and Hyacera absolutely has done that for me. I've been on it for months. I don't even know how long and I can really see a difference in the texture of my skin. My skin looks more juicy, I guess is the best way to do it. Say it, do it. Ah. Okay. So you can start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash fine. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription to get today. That's ritual.com slash fine for 25% off. And we're back. I have been watching some good ass television and, and films. Really? I, I, I have a, I have a recommendation, but you go first. The bear is the bear. The bear is one of, it, it should not be called the bear. It's very confusing. It should be called like the kitchen, but it is, um, it is the most well-paced show I've watched in forever. There are eight episodes of it. It, it is like a bullet. It goes so fast. It's about a guy who is a, an up and coming and, and very becoming very well-known chef, but young, like has won the James Beard award, has been working at fancy restaurants in New York and has to go back to Chicago because his brother has given him his restaurant, his like failing sandwich, like basically cheesesteak, but that's not what they call it in um, mm -hmm. Chicago restaurant. And um, sandwich place. And it's about running a restaurant. And it's also about, so it's a workplace show, but it's also about grief and, and the working class. And it is the best show about what it's like to be in a restaurant that I've ever, ever seen because I was, really? I was a waitress for 10 years. So I was in all kinds of restaurants and there's one episode that's just 21 minutes of just a day in the restaurant gone wrong. Mm -hmm. And it is so intense and you're just right there. And it's like, it's one of those shows where everything looks right. It doesn't look like a stage of a restaurant. It looks like a real restaurant. Every single prop is correct. The way they label mm -hmm. the spices, the way that the pots look, it's just so, it's so, so, so good. Anyway, cannot recommend enough. 
Oh, I should find out where it is because somebody said to us on a comment that we never, um, we never tell people where things are so they can't find them. Also, I never do the show notes correctly. I thought the show notes were a description of the show. Apparently they're not. (laughs) (laughs) We're learning. Sorry, listeners. Um, It's on Hulu. On Hulu. It's on Hulu. I started watching this show called Chloe. Oh, I saw that, but I didn't watch it. Tell me what it is. Chloe stars this chick named Erin Doherty, who plays Princess Anne or okay. played Princess Anne on the crown. Okay. Okay. Um, and she is kind of a grifter. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't rip people off, but she assumes identities in order to um, research the death of this woman who she may or may not have had a relationship with. Okay. okay. Who has committed suicide. Okay. And it's British and it's really smart and um, creepy, you know, super creepy. Yeah. Um, And like cringy in like the good way, like, oh my God, I can't believe she's doing that. I can't believe she's trying to get into that party. I can't believe she's. Yes, yes, yes. Like the Um, the tension is satisfying. The tension is very satisfying. So that is a show that I am enjoying very much right now. I I want to look at that. I almost watched that. I watched this week, um, I think it's called Good Luck to You, Leo Grand. Mm-hmm. Emma Thompson's sex comedy, 60, 63-year-old Emma Thompson gets all naked in this movie. Um, it's better than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be real cheesy, and it's actually really... Like I thought it was going to be like a cheesy romp, you know, and maybe mm-hmm. slightly condescending. It's not that at all. Um, it's it's really beautiful and it's really brave and it's really interesting and it's really about like generational differences, but also about coming into your own sexually in your sixties. Like, wow. Like the the premise is, and I'm not going to ruin it for anybody, is that she's never, um, this is a woman in her 60s who's a widow who's never had an orgasm in her life. And so she's a very like buttoned up woman who decides to hire a young male sex worker. And it's set over their sessions together. So it's 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 really good. I thought it was really moving and I thought she was awesome in it. Like, you know, just, and also naked. And sexy. And speaking of work, like no work done on her face, totally normal looking body, just sorting something out in a way that I think that something like this would happen. Um, So anyway, I I thought it was worth, I thought it was worth watching. I thought it was, um, I thought it was good. Yeah, I plan to. Yeah. I thought it was good. I think it's worth watching. I think that, you know, I don't know if it's going to win any awards or anything, but I think it's like one of those quiet movies that's worth watching. And that is also on Hulu. Um, I also watched something called Good Timing, which is a um, documentary about a, a young comedian actress. I think her name's Joe Firestone, who teaches a group of senior citizens how to do stand-up comedy. Oh, that's great. It is really great. It is a little bit of one of those shows that treats older people because the people learning the stand-up comedy are in their late 60s, 70s, and 80s. Like I think the oldest one is 88. It is a little bit of one of those um, 
shows, movies, piece of entertainment that treats older people like cuddly koalas, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, they're so cute. They're old, you know? Yeah. Um, Can I ever tell you my favorite tweet about that, about treating, like, it said something like, Stop telling older couples that they're adorable. Grandma's been giving blowjobs a lot longer than you have. <laughs> that that is that is exactly the the spirit of this is what I'm talking about. It is like a little bit of like it's 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 patronizing, you know? Like mm-hmm. it's like grandma say the darndest things. I just I kind of um I, I resent it, but it was still it was still worth watching. Um Did you watch that documentary show from Japan where did we talk about this where they send three-year-olds out on errands? We did talk about this. I don't know if we talked about it on the show. I started watching it and I had to stop watching it because I the shame of my own failures as a parent were just too much. <laughs> it was just like, oh fuck, my kid can't my kid's 12 and can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> though, though, I mean, and this is a this is a silly aside, but my um my kid is in camp. They are a counselor in training at a camp. It's very exciting. And on Fridays, they get to leave the campus and go with two other people and go to get lunch off campus. And Mm -hmm. my kid and the two other kids they were with decided to go to a supermarket. And I had given them $20 only because I didn't have change. And also, I don't know how much lunch costs. Like, so anyway, (laughs) so I said to them, when they got home, I said, how did it go? And they said, oh, yeah, I had a great time. And I said, what did you get? And they said, well, you know, it's very overwhelming being in a supermarket without anybody there to decide for me. And I said, okay, great. Well, what did you get? I got, this is what they got for lunch. A pack of hamburger buns, a bag of potato chips, a Kit Kat, and an Us Weekly. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. I mean, I've bought those four things at the same time. <laughs> I mean, you could just see how blissed out they were about this decision. And I was like, wait, so did you eat? So what did you eat for lunch then? I ate the whole pack of the hamburger buns. That was Oh my the- God. <laughs> That's hysterical. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. Um, anyway, what else? What else? Oh, what else for you? What else for me? Yeah. I don't know. I've been... Oh, oh, I've been reading a great book. I mentioned it on the AMA we did the other day. Um, one of my favorite books I've ever read is Visit from the Goon Squad by Jennifer Egan. And she's written a follow-up. Um, you don't have to have read Visit from the Goon Squad to jump right into it, but it's called The Candy House. And it is so, I just forgot what an amazing writer she is and how deft she is. And she just, immediately, I felt like I was just like, whoop just in that world, just immediately. No, she's incredible. I've been, that's been on my list. That's like a vacation book for me in a couple of weeks. Um, I definitely want to read that. And I've heard from people that it's like the best novel they've ever read. Like I've, people are just like, this, this is an incredible book. I am reading one of my favorite authors, um, Elisa Albert's human blues, which is this, it's got the coolest cover ever. Um, and it's about, it's really good. It's about um, a musician, a singer songwriter, like dealing with ambition and infertility and it's like dirty and it's about being a rock star. And it's really, she's, she's just one of my favorite writers. I don't know if I've mentioned her before. No, I don't think you have. 
no, she wrote a book called Afterbirth, which is a novel called Afterbirth. But she also wrote an essay about ambition, which I think about all, all the time. And I've probably talked about here before. But one thing that's been happening to me, I've been buying a lot of shit. Have you been buying a lot of shit? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I can't stop buying shit every day. I think because I'm anxious every day. I'm like, oh, J. Crew is having a sale on sun hats. Well, you know, I, it's, it's hard for me to buy shit all the time living in a brownstone because things get stolen. I mean, people literally follow the UPS trucks. Oh, so that's really curbed your online shopping. That has really curbed my online shopping. It is summer. And in summer, I do like sometimes get stuff sent out to my family's house on Long Island because I go out there. But yeah, that's really curbed my shopping. And the fact that my neighborhood, it has like one really cute brand new home store. Mm. But it doesn't like, it's not like like certain parts of Brooklyn where there are just tons of cute boutiques. There just aren't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm still, I don't know how I'm still spending just as much money. I'm just not buying shit for myself. I'm not quite sure how that shakes out. Well, maybe, I don't know either. I don't know how that shakes out either. I mean, again, the mysteries of money. <laughs> I mean, I, I have been buying, I do buy things on the real, real a fair amount. Okay. Okay. And I found, uh, I had this, and the great thing about the real, real is that occasionally, like I had this Dries Van Noten dress that I loved mm-hmm. that I probably wore to work every week. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. black and it was sheer and it had beading on it. Oh, I Tiny remember that. Beads. I remember you in that dress. I can picture you in that dress. I found it in green in my current size on the real real. Wow. Wow. So that was very exciting for me. The only thing is I don't know what color slip it's a totally sheer dress and it needs a slip. And I don't know what color slip to put underneath a green dress, like a Kelly green dress. Well, I imagine because it's Kelly green, you could kind of, you could put a nude one underneath it, but I think actually a dark one, it's not going to read, it's just going to read as dark green underneath it. You're right. Right. So it's not, it's going to be fine. But yeah, so I've been, I've been exploring different things. I've been like Samantha Pleat had a sale last week. And so I bought a, um, a silk turtleneck jumpsuit because I'm always, (laughs) my God, it's, it's really something else. It's really beautiful. Like the front, the top of it is like crinkled and the bottom are like these silk Palazzo pants. And then I was looking for shoes to go with it on eBay. And I was like, I want a pair of red boots to go with this. And I was on eBay and I saw, and this is, this is why I bring this up because I'm beginning to see how things happen to you, how you are pulled in a direction as an older person. Like, you know, whether it's like the John and Kate plus eight haircut, which could easily happen by mistake. It's like, (laughs) you know, there's just things that start pulling you because you're like, I just got to cut all my hair off because it's falling out and it's bad anyway. Okay. So I'm looking and I'm looking for shoes and I see these like kind of Western kind of boots. And I was like, those are cool. And then I thought about it for a second and I was like, oh, this is how they get me. This is how I become New Mexico arts and crafts lady. This is how, this is how it's the subtle things. It's a fucking slippery slope. It's like the silver jewelry. I get like a turquoise ring. There's an unironic cowboy boot. And then I get fringe, and then before and then I it's know all it, over. that's it. I'm I'm that lady. I'm that. No, lady. I know. I've I've watched it happen to my mom a little, like the crazy sun hats, yes. the Japanese sneakers with like circles all over them. Yes, 
Yes. It's so, you're so close to zany. It's so weird because the shit that was like when you were younger, it was like, it was, it was just different, right? It was on a young body and a young face. And it was just like an experiment you were trying out and it was fun. Now it's like wacky. It is wacky. And I wonder if some of that, I wrote something once about like when you see old women on the street and they've, they've got their makeup and it's really just like, you know, three, you know, two circles of blush and like the, it's, it's applied really heavily and really poorly. And I wrote that that was them attempting to draw themselves back in. Yes. And I wonder if the zany clothes are also an effort to like, be like, look at me, you know, don't, don't not look at me. Yes. It's like when, when somebody gets like that, when somebody has white hair, obviously white hair has the shock of red hair, dyes their hair like bright red. I feel like that's a bigger Mm -hmm. older woman move. Like it happens. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know what it is, but I, you can just, I just felt it. And I was like, oh, okay. It's just about like, well, it's the, what is it? The steel magnolias thing of, of uh, too many accessories. It's like, you know, just look in the mirror and take one off. I feel like you could have the big glasses. You could have like the chunky jewelry. You could have the, 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 the wild cowboy boots unironically. And suddenly you're just a different kind of person. And I think it happens. I could see it happening. And I had to like pull back and be like, okay, no, not, not the cowboy. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Like my 85 year old mother can do it. She's got her crazy glasses. She's got her crazy sneakers. She's got her crazy sun hats. Yeah. I mean, you can do it. It's fine. There's a, this is no judgment. I'm just saying that in some ways I'm seeing the origin story being sort of at the beginning (laughs) of midlife. I'm seeing the origin story of how, how you get yourself into a fa- a new fashion land that maybe you had not anticipated. I mean, oh, yeah. by the way, yeah. by the way, since I mentioned that I wanted a makeover, we have quite a few personal stylists who listen to this podcast. I've had I've had oh, several offers for a makeover. Wow. Wow. I know. Are you go- are you going to take them up on it and will we be documenting it? <laughs> well, if I take them up on it, we will for sure be documenting it. I think those will be, be that will be our Instagram reel. We need That's to it. start doing we need to start doing Instagram reels. We totally do. We totally do. Oh, my goodness. We've been talking for 42 minutes. How did that happen? <laughs> I don't know. Now we have we have a couple questions. Yes. Let's do a couple questions. Okay, favorite places to travel solo. I am one of those people who is not a very successful solo traveler. Like, you know how some people travel alone and they just meet people wherever they go and end up having great adventures. Like I have, I think I've always had this for this, like, do not talk to me force field. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And people never come near me when I'm traveling and I'm too shy to go to people. But having said all that, I've gone alone to Miami several times and had a good time. Okay. I, don't meet people when I'm traveling and they don't come up to me, but equally, I don't want to meet people when I'm traveling. Like it's very rare that I want to meet somebody. I mean, sometimes a bartender, you know, I'm hanging out, I'm talking to a bartender every once in a while. It's like, nice. Mm -hmm. 
Iceland was actually an amazing place. Reykjavik was an amazing place to be traveling solo. Iceland was amazing to be traveling solo. Dublin was really nice to be solo, actually, because any place that I can get on a bike, I can get around easily. I don't mm-hmm. have, there's not a lot of co- complicated coordination. I feel safe, you know, everywhere I am. So I Reykjavik and Dublin were for me. And then, you know, there's other things too. I think that I think Joshua Tree can be really nice because the mm. the park is really nice and that can be a nice yeah. solo journey. Um but yeah, I I thought Iceland was a really good one, especially because it was really cold and if you're going to if you can handle that, that's great. You have to either be with another person who can handle the cold or go by yourself because if not there would just be endless bitching. Right. I really, the only times I want to travel solo is when I think that the person who came with me would be endlessly bitching. And then I'm like, okay, I'd rather be here myself. (laughs) Good. But didn't you go to Italy too and do a yoga retreat? Was that, how was that? I did go to Italy and do a yoga retreat and that was all strangers. Mm -hmm. Um, except for one of the teachers who had been my teacher. So, I mean, that was sort of like traveling alone, but not really. Okay. All right. Um, do you ever Google old boyfriends or check out their socials? I do, and I can't figure out why. It's embarrassing, and in the la- at least two cases, they definitely ended up with women who are beautiful and successful. This is a hard question to post. You'll just have to trust me when I say I'm not as creepy as this makes me sound. I'm. A- There's nothing creepy yeah. about Googling your ex-boyfriends. It's part of it's part of the cycle of life. Yeah. To I- like, I mean, duh. You Google ex-boyfriends. Oh, I Google ex-boyfriends like once a year. Once a year I have a, where are my ex-boyfriends? <laughs> like Google Google yeah. session. I'm just curious where they wound up sometimes. And also sometimes I, I Google them to understand their story better, especially if I'm going to write about them. Mm-hmm. So it just helps you yeah. understand where they went to. I think it's very risky to spend time like looking at like the women they're with now and comparing yourself. And I like that just, that's toxic. That's just not, not good. No. All around. No. Um, But also very hard not to do. Yes. Yes. Very hard not to do. I mean, I've, I've, I've definitely, you know, Googled new girlfriends of ex-boyfriends it's just, it's just, you know, how can we not? All this information's like right in front of us. We're not supposed to go sample it. Yeah. And like in the olden days, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know that, you know, that your that your ex is with like some hot piece of ass in my Norca, like jumping off a cliff. <laughs> you wouldn't fucking know because you wouldn't have access to that kind of information. Yeah. And sometimes you just have to like turn it all off and just be like, I'm not looking at any of this because this is, this is getting too noisy. Sometimes it's Mm -hmm. just a curiosity and it scratches the itch of like, huh, I wonder. And then sometimes you could feel it when it turns, you know, when it just feels gross. Yeah. Yeah. I try. I mean, I, there are certain people who I had more, um, fraught relationships with and those people I really won't go look. Yeah, no, I know, I know, same, same. I there's there's certain although although that's not totally true. I found out that this oh just dick bag I dated, like I don't want to give too much away because I write about him in my book, but just dick bag who at the end of our relationship sent me literal photocopies of his middle finger through the mail. Okay. Jesus. Like just the worst. Um 
I found out that he is now a life coach. And I was just like, <laughs> and like a psychic. And I was just like, oh, fucking perfect. Perfect. This is Hilarious. exactly, exactly where you need to be, dude. All right. Well, I think we did another summer episode of Everything is Fine. Here we are, smack dab in the middle of July. That's it. Thanks for listening to Everything is Fine. We're your hosts. I'm Jen Romolini. And I'm Kim France. If you like the show, please rate and review it on the platforms. It really helps people find the show. Also, subscribe to the show. Tell people about the show. All of that helps us grow and get the word out. If you want to support the show, uh, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com backslash everything is fine. It really helps us keep the lights on and helps pay for production. We blog there. We do special episodes there, bonus episodes. And we also host live monthly events, though we did miss one last month. Um, if you want to email us and give us feedback, our email address is everything is fine. The podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at EIF podcast. We have a robust and private Facebook group. Everything is fine. The podcast. You can find Kim on her blog, girls of a certain age.com. You can find me on tinyliner.com backslash Jennifer Romolini. Our show is mixed and edited by the wonderful Natalie Rivera. Thank you, Natalie. And we'll be back next week. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 